Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Chris Krogman, Joe Gaither, and Luke Barry. Discussing all topics, Chicago Bears. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. As everything is disconnected in Chicago Bears land, that's a great way to start. Welcome in. This is the Believe in Monsters podcast, and you guys are watching or listening to us as we commiserate another Bears-Packers game, another loss, um, and you know... The season looks like it's pretty much uh, off to a great start. Going to be 16-1. Uh, and one. No, going to be 0-17 uh, here in about 17 weeks, and we'll all be drafting, uh, we'll all be arguing over Caleb Williams or Drake May after this past weekend's performance by some people who were wearing Chicago Bears uniforms. Welcome in. You can listen to us uh, talk a bunch of crap about the Bears. It's Lucas Berry, Chris Krogman, and myself. On the Believe in Monsters podcast, you can follow us at BIM underscore pod. You can follow Chris Krogman at Shy Bears 1985 and my man Lucas Barry at L 40. I'm at Joe Gaither 6. And are we still Bears fans? Lucas nope. Barry. Man, they re- they really, really found a way to ruin a great, great weekend. Opening weekend of football. I was so excited. And man, what a letdown. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, but. This this had similar feel to 2019 season. You know, we just thought they would come out better than this. Chris, how are you feeling, man? What what did the Bears do to you? They made me sad. Very, very sad. I was very angry. Yeah. I had a, a miserable Sunday afternoon. It's great that we had to wait all day, you know, till the afternoon games for that. Slop heap. It was it was hot trash. It wasn't for a little bit. It was like even in the first half. No, when no, it was only it, it was trash. It no, was all it was trash from from jump, dude. From like that first, first drive set it, the tone it, for just it, it, it was all trash shenanigans. For me, going into halftime though, I was confident they were going to come out at halftime and <laughs> and put up a fight. How? They dominated the ball the, the whole first dude the first the first two halves they had the ball like ten more minutes than the Packers they were very much in control of the game ten more minutes and down by one game. point oh it's, it, it's it's an embarrassment I'm just saying I I thought that they were in control for a while until until the wheels just absolutely came off I want whatever crack you're smoking. They they looked like dog shit in the first half, and the Packers were not playing well. And still, I never said they looked good. It was a sloppy game. I'm just saying there was literally nothing that we were doing in the first half that gave me any sort of confidence. Because you we we, they said it all at halftime. Oh, they got to get Aaron Jones going. It's like the Packers literally did not use Aaron Jones in the first half, and as soon as they came out in the second half, 
Jordan Love hit one pass in two in two drives, and boom, they're they're put fourteen more points on the on, on the board, and all and, and the game's over. Basically, the game is over. They did one thing right: the rollout that Fields had and threw Mooney like a twenty yard pass. That was nice, but they only rolled out or had a non pocket pass ten times or twelve times in the entire game. 40 drop 40 dropbacks were in the pocket and they were and he's just not a so, pocket passer. So this is crazy. So they drop back 40 times, right? I don't did they even do that once last year? Like do you think they were really trying to see if like they could actually use him as a drop like do you think that's what no, they're trying they? to experiment with there? Cuz it like, looked nothing like what they were running at the end of last year. Like you said what, they're not what rolling is, them out. What is the preseason for, dude? You want to try that shit? Try that shit during the preseason. If that's what, like, legitimately what you're, like, when you're going to try stuff out is the first week of the season, that's just. That's almost what it felt like, though, right? Like, they were like, oh, we, we have a revamped O-line. We can we can drop back fields now and, and turn them into, you know, Kirk Cousins or whatever. You had a drop back. You had a, <laughs> uh, you had a revamped O-line, and then it all got hurt. And you had to reshuffle it again. My God, man. Nate Davis looked like he hasn't practiced in years. Yeah. Oh, that's what he has. Yeah. Lucas Patrick couldn't about. throw an accurate snap. Yeah, it's 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 ugly from the top down. Um, and I, mean, I know the first, the first drive, you go out, you, you scramble, and you're like, oh, let's get after it. We're going to go for third and one, no push at all. Fourth and one, Matt Nagy comes back to the sidelines and calls a day on uh, Cole Komet. Tight end sneak, no push, no push at all. Uh, and okay, you could challenge it if you want to, but then he'd flip the like the whole game is defined in the first two drives for me. You, you punt the ball away, and then Packers hammer a little bit. Literally, Love completes two passes on the first drive, both on third down. I think it was th- three, uh, both on third down, two wide open receivers, one for a touchdown, one for a first down. They're three for three on third downs. The defense uh, puts up no fight at all, and it's 7 nothing in two drives. And basically, everybody's looking around at each other like, the Bears still suck. Because we do. The first drive, the defense, the first two plays, the defense absolutely smashed him in the fucking mouth. Sure. Like, but then like, you got to get off the fucking field on third down. Which, Well, impossible. dude, honestly, that was a terrible play call. They're in, like, cover two off. Gave Romeo Dobbs wide open. Like, I can't put, the, put that on the players. Like, they dropped straight back. Fucking no press from, uh, from Jalen. So... Like this yeah, cover two shell throw. shit does not work. It it, it's throw. it's not even that. It's like they're trying to run this for a defense that we don't have personnel for. Like if you're going to run this, you know, cover two shell, you're going to have to have four guys who can get after the passer, and the yeah. Bears maybe have one, maybe one, maybe Yannick, maybe he gets there sometimes, but that's it. That's it. And, and they're just running this defense that is just completely vulnerable to be picked apart. Because you don't have a front four. Like, you you have to blitz. You have to manufacture pressure. It's not coming from these guys. Like, it's not hard to figure out. We, we talked about it last week. Bring the pressure. What I understand is, like, like, like I feel like once coaches get into their system, like, they, they can't unlearn it. Like, they can't just become – they're NFL coaches. They've been around the game their entire lives. They can't just be like, all right, uh, cover two sucks. I'm going to switch to like cover three or like, you know, cover one press or like, you know, cover one with a robber. Like 
just switch the coverage, dude. Like, stop running the same stupid shit. Yeah. And, and like, you know, you want to talk about that. You know, you can say that for the offense, too. Like, exactly. on fourth and one, you're really going to run your master plan all offseason for your fourth short short yardage. Go for it on the first drive plays. A fucking QB sneak where you don't even have a guy. Like, they could have literally just, for that play that they gave to Komet, Komet could have took the snap and just flipped it to fields, and he would have ran around the outside for 20 yards. Because the entire Packers defense knew it was coming because it was so obvious. But like you said, couldn't do something innovative. Let's let's just make the tight end take a snap and and fucking shove his head in the center's ass. Like what are you we know doing? They should have done. They should have like snapped it through Komet's legs to Fields. They could have done a variety of things, or they could have just, just had Komet shotgun, diving forward and just shotgun snapped at the Fields and running. Like yeah, there's a lot. It's of just better, so stupid, man. A lot of better plays. The like, coaching. Teams- the coaching put them in horrible positions, first and foremost. Like, people are stroking them for their third down prowess, the Packers, and dudes are wide fucking open. Like, I can make these passes. Exactly. But, but, but also, like, do you fault the corners for having to hold their man for four seconds? Like, the D lot, like, Love is just sitting in a, like, was, yeah. Was he touched no, more than once? Uh, just the one sack from Yannick like, that I saw. It's just incredible. And we knew this D line was bad. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, like I said, if you're not going to bring pressure, you're just. Yeah, I can't even blame the corners. They can't hold a guy man to man for three seconds. Not well, they're happen. in they're in zone most of the time. Anyway, most of the like the big third down completions were in a soft zone. Like they yeah, were well, in man coverage. Well, I just mean like they're going to like, you no, know, I hear you're you. in zone. You pass guys off and eventually the guy's going to find a crease in it. Like after a few seconds, obviously. You're just right. leaving yourself vulnerable to that kind of shit happening because no one's getting to the quarterback. Yeah, after like 10 seconds of... The Honestly, I thought the DBs played pretty well. I thought the linebackers were probably, you know, the cause of a few of those big touchdowns. Hmm. Ridiculous. Hmm. Ridiculous people. It looked like, honestly, guys... I mean, we talked about it in the in in in, in the fall camp. They, it looked like they ran a preseason game against a team that was actually trying to win. To me, at least, they always play the Packers not to not to lose. They don't ever play the Packers to win. Like you well, don't. Not even that it was just like the effort seemed like it was low. The uh, game plan seemed like it was all experimental. It just seemed like, hey, let's go try some things, and maybe we beat these guys, maybe we don't. But it's just, I mean, it's pathetic, and I would not wasn't... pick another win the rest of the year. I'm always, I, like, I, I always pick the Bears to beat the Packers just for the simple principle. But I had zero emotion on Sunday because I knew we were going to lose. And all my friends, all my friends who follow other teams and a couple Packers friends, they're like, oh, the Bears have a really great chance today. And I'm like, no, they don't. No, they don't. They don't have a – it's going to be a loss. And it was. They, play, they, they, they literally played like dog shit and chopped themselves in the foot. And gave to and my my Packers fan buddy who's oh Jordan Love played amazing. I'm like, yeah, he played fine, but they literally get called a high school game plan against the Bears, and they asked him to make some third down throws. They did, and he made easy third down throws, and we didn't challenge him at all. I was like, buddy, you probably don't want to take a bit a nice performance against the Bears to mean that you have a third Hall of Fame quarterback in a row. You might. Right. 
you might, but uh, you know, don't use us as the standard. Yeah, you're not. We're not the measuring stick, especially with that vanilla ass defensive game plan. Like, how do you not bring pressure against a guy in his second NFL start? <laughs> you're afraid of Romeo Dobbs and not Christian Watson, whoever right. else that out there. Luke Musgrave, who's like who it, almost did burn him for two t- two two massive touchdowns. One big ass gain and one that got thrown way over his head. Like crazy. Well, we got absolutely destroyed. And I think the most disheartening or one of the most disheartening things about all this is, you know, you bring a guy like Matt Eberflus in here who, you know, has an outdated philosophy and, you know, all the fans point that shit out right away. But like the one thing that we all pointed to that we had hope for is that, oh, we're going to have a well-coached, disciplined team. Well, you had three months to prepare, and you just looked looked worse than you did last year, even after spending all that money, investing all that draft capital in this team. Like, Mm -hmm. if if you're not here to even change that, then why are you here at all? The culture? What are we changing? Hits. Yeah, the culture? Hits. Yeah, we're all about hits here because that's that's what makes good football players. Hits. And you just got the shit kicked out of you, and you weren't prepared at all. Mark like Harmon on, on CSGO said, uh, until further further notice, the hits principle has an S in front of it. Yeah, I screens. Can, could, no, shit. Yeah, yeah, I know. The, and then the acronym is screens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, no. It's terrible. It's, do you, you know what I'm saying, though? It's like, okay, yeah, we, we passed up on these, you know, innovative offensive guys for this. And then you're not even like this is your 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 calling card, and you're not your team looks like shit. They didn't can even we, put up a fight. Can we they fire were deflated? Can we fire flus today? Oh, we could, but the McCaskies won't. So that's that's what I wanted to talk about. I've been thinking about what I was gonna what I wanted to talk about for this entire podcast, and people have been asking like. Where are you pointing the finger for the game on Sunday? Is it the players? Is it the coaches? The offense? The defense? It's the fucking McCaskies. It's top down. Everybody wants to talk about, you know, top to blame Ryan Poles. No, you blame George because his dumbass thought, oh, well, you know, you know, you know who the best GM for the Bears was? Uh, it was the dude that hired Lovey. Uh, I can't remember his damn name now. Uh, but they had a they had a, a committee, an executive committee, an outside committee that they hired to go make that hire. Uh, and that was the best choice they made. Was it, was the only was smart it Phil thing? Emery, was it? No, it was right before Phil Emery. Jerry Angelo? Yes. 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 Jerry Angelo was actually a good GM for his first four or five years there. He kind of couldn't get the quarterback right, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I wish they would have hired Kevin Warren before they hired Ryan Poles. But Right. It, it's just everything they do, they do backwards. Yep. And, 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 you know, I've like my analogy for people is that the bears just miss layups. Like every year, year in and year out, they just, they somehow fumble the easiest things ever. They just miss layups in running an organization. Like all the time. Could have Bruce Arians. All the time. Could have had Dayball, I guess. Instead of, I mean, my big thing was, dude, seriously, 
I know we joked about it a lot, and he's my guy. What, look what Dougie P did in Jacksonville. He's just – Trevor oh, he's is so talented. Coach. You can't ruin him. I mean, just put a guy in there who, who's a good leader, went to a Super Bowl, but no, we're hiring a washed-up defensive – like, what, what are we doing? Hey, dude, I – and, the flu thing is the flu thing is on that's on polls. Everybody's like, oh, you know, is, is this a McCaskey hire? And every, and they made it very clear that this was Ryan Poles' hire. So if we're blaming anybody for flu, it's fucking Ryan Poles. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm you know, I'm willing to to give Flus his chance. And he, you know, there was points last year where I thought, okay, yeah, we might be on to something, you know, especially when we went into Foxborough. That's when I was really like, all right, this guy might be a good coach. But just like this kind of just demolished any kind of pre-existing notion I had about this team and how good they were. And we're going to get into this. That includes the freaking quarterback who I am losing faith in fast. This thing is a wreck. An absolute disaster. And I know people are going to point to the coach and say they ruined Justin Fields, but Justin Fields is also ruining Justin Fields by just not making easy plays. Yeah, he had it too easy in college, apparently. <laughs> so, couldn't pressure the quarterback. Darnell Wright looked okay. I, I would brought, say he was a bright spot. He, he was played a, well. I mean, for all the offensive, he did not play well. He played okay. You're just he just played great compared. He to played well in pass pro. He did well in pass pro. He yeah. did and and, in, and, run and they didn't give him any help either. Which you know, why would you give your rookie help? In yep. his first game when you have, sure. you know, you brought in Mercedes Lewis for that reason. But I'm just saying he, he I don't he, think Mercedes Lewis had a snap, maybe two. I heard that him and Tanyan had nine total. That's right. That's and right. we ran 11 personnel the whole game, even though we, they preach about yeah. running 12 all the time. Two tight ends. We'll run the ball at you. Nope. So they didn't take Carter, which Luke and I already voiced our complaints about and Joe doesn't think that that was a, a whatever so like going back like with with the mccaskies and uh, i'm gonna keep blaming them like they're the ones that don't want to take those risks anymore like when we talk about character and all that stuff and fl- poles and fluce but there's a breaking point for that there's a there's a there's a risk reward breaking point for that and if ryan poles didn't see that and pull the trigger on Carter, then it was McCaskey who said, yeah, I can't handle another Ray McDonald situation, which geez Louise, dude. Like, Ray, Ray was like 10 years ago. I, I get it, but they're, that's, they don't want to look, they don't want to look, they, they don't want to feel embarrassed. They feel embarrassed whenever like a player gets in trouble. And it's like, all right, you just had the Cleveland Browns go out and trade like their entire future for a dude who, Spent an entire year out of the league because he was in massage parlors and came back and he's terrible. That guy's awful. But like nobody talks about that shit. Yeah, uh, he just signs a big deal and just signs a massive on. deal, massive deal. Not well, that that's right, talk, but people, I, I think this is like that. there's also there's also different levels of magnitude to this. You know, you know, Jalen Carter had you know his reckless driving incident. He didn't kill anyone. You know, he isn't. You know fondling women like he made he made a big mistake but he didn't i don't know there was no 
different circumstances. You know, Ray McDonald's completely different circumstances. Totally. Um, But my concern is that like Poles is going to have these two first rounders next year because Poles is not gone. Like he ain't going anywhere. He's going to have these two early first rounders next year and fuck them up even more. He's going to trade them both for the to to move up to number one to 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 take one of these quarterbacks. And it's like, geez, we. I'd be okay with that. Both of them. What? Because because what it's going to be is we're going to end up at like three with our own pick. I let me tell you this: Carolina's going to be like at nine. So you want to you would move from you know three and nine to move up to one. It's like, dude. I I've said this before. I'm at the point where I think if, you know, it's trending that way right now, but if Fields doesn't work out, you know, if, and it's not looking good, the Bears need a stroke of luck like the Jaguars got with Trevor Lawrence or sure. the Bengals got with Joe Burrow. But to me, tra- to me, that is Caleb Williams. It is just, here's this guy. There is no possible way you can fuck him up. He's going to change it. Like, you just need some, like, these franchises were just gifted these insane players on a silver platter and that's how they became good after years of just because it takes the guesswork out of it it's just like you hire a decent coach and this guy's gonna be good and the bears need that they, like they just need a guy that's so highly touted that you can't you can't mess him up ah the bears will find a way bears will find a way to you know mess up caleb williams and drake may or whoever i have no confidence i have no faith zero People said about the Jags and Lawrence. Mm, okay, it. maybe. And they almost did. They they tried to. They really tried hard to mess that up. <laughs> My just give a fuck meter is at zero for for this team. Like if they lose the over the next sixteen games, whatever. Like I want to like them. I want to love them. I want to be a proud Bears fan. I still wear navy and orange pretty frequently and I still will all year long but I don't know that I'm going to be rushing home from church to watch them at noon I don't know that I'm going to be planning my Sundays around them I did this past week because it was like week one let's go but I kind of already had a feeling that we were that the Bears were going to we were going to look like dog shit I mean through the, 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 the like my excitement level was very high at the end of July but when training camp opened and circumstance after circumstance after circumstance went against them, mainly on the injury front with not major injuries, but, oh, Nate Davis isn't practicing for personal reasons. Oh, you know, you, you had each of the linemen. Oh, Lucas Patrick has a hurt pinky. Oh, Cody Whitehair missed a couple of days with the jam thumb. Like each of the linemen had days where they, where they missed significant days. And oh, Claypool and Mooney both have hammies, and Claypool has a hurt vagina, and like only Cole Komet was available pretty much the entire fall camp. Cole Komet and DJ Moore, like it was obvious what was going to happen that the offense was going to look like total trash. And then we've already kicked around the defensive line discussion a million times, and it looked exactly like that. It looked like Green Bay had a hammer, and they were like, bam. Bam, bam, right in your face, bam, and like not doing it. Like literally, Lafleur didn't didn't move to his second page of his playbook at all, at all. He he stayed in first gear, in first freaking gear against a team that 
the Packers might not be good this year. They might not be good. But we sure made them look like a division winner. We sure made them look like the division favorites that they've always been. And so, like, the only path forward for this season right here in 2023 is if the offense scores at a very high rate because the defense is going to suck. Personnel-wise on the defense, it sucks. Personnel-wise on the offense – it should be better. But the scheme was absolutely atrocious. Now, the execution in that scheme, there were plays open. Luke, you'll hit on some of those. There were definitely plays open that Justin Fields, you just either didn't recognize or were too afraid to pull the trigger or didn't work through your progressions, had happy feet and bailed out. Whatever the case may be, Fields fucked up the plays that, that, there, that were there to be made. So you've got personnel on the offensive side that might be competitive, but the mixture of a jammed-up scheme plus a quarterback who obviously didn't understand the scheme that was there, it's going to be a long season. The only hope for this team is to, is to start scoring points and score points at a higher rate, like, like they did towards the end of the season last year. The, the offense started to get good uh, or get competent. But Joe, they no. could probably score points at a high rate just spamming the ball to DJ Moore, but – Sure. You know, that wasn't in the game plan this week because why Why give the player that you traded the first overall pick for exactly. more than two touches? It's like and, the, the that, whole organization was that the first together. time we've seen Field throw a slant ever, the first one ever, and he gained like 15 yards. Yeah. Nice, it's easy like, slant. Crowd went nuts. The first, oh, let's go away from it on the goal line. Let's throw a back shoulder feet and hit the defender in the back of the fucking head. Brilliant play call. It's like all the the leaders of the organization get together and they say, let's draw up a good game plan. Great. And then they look at it and say, now let's do the exact opposite of all that. Let's, let's, whatever the case may be, let's call these stupidest, let's go out there with the most lackluster. So why, 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 why invest our own time as fans and why you get excited about this team? Cause it's going, uh, there's just something bizarre going on. And and you know what? One of the most disheartening plays I saw on the, you know, coaches film today was uh the the sale route to DJ Moore that Fields threw a check down instead. So basically right. that they ran a clear with Mooney and they ran a sale route like 20 yards down the field, basically a little out pattern that Fields just pipe right down the sideline. He was wide open and Field ended up taking the check down. And what's most disheartening about that to me is that that is the same exact play that we threw to Mooney when we played the Pittsburgh Steelers two years ago when Fields was a rookie, and we were we all went nuts. We're like, that is an insane throw, you know, where Mooney toe-tapped on the sideline. It was the same play, and this year he didn't pull the trigger. So, like, we're literally going backwards in year three from what previously worked. There's just no confidence from Fields. I don't know. Are they overcoaching him? Is he in his own head? Is he just not that good? I, I couldn't tell you. But it is just not looking good. I mean, part of it's he, the, the the head coach doesn't want to turn the ball over because, you know, he's just afraid to, to lose possessions. So he tries to tell him to be conservative, you know, take, take what the defense gives you and whatnot. But, I mean, when the defense gives you a pretty wide open play, you take it, you know. And, I you know, you can't come out and say – we want Justin to push the ball down the field and then also say, you know, take what the defense gives you. It's not the same thing. I mean, it's two, two, two completely different um, 
requests, essentially, of your quarterback. Uh, I also think Justin doesn't trust his offensive line because he, like, cakewalked in Ohio State and had the best offensive line in football and didn't need to. Uh, and then, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe he's – maybe he, maybe all the talk about him not being able to throw the anticipation routes extends beyond just him not being able to do that. He, he misses wide open people all the time. Yeah. And I, I don't know what that but, is. But on the anticipation thing, like, I mean, you look at a guy like Tua who gets, you know, widely made fun of across the league because he has a noodle arm, but he's the best anticipation thrower in the league, and he threw for 470 yards this week. Like, yep. I've I've never been a big Tua guy, but I'm just starting to realize that, like, is that the most valuable trait of a quarterback, being able to just process quickly and, you know, throw the ball? Yes. Because, yes, I mean, is. just watching fields in the pocket for – how fast he physically is. You sometimes are like, like, is he really moving? Like he moves so slow in the pocket. And especially when he's like, it's just, I don't know, man, the clock in his head is way off. It's, it's, it's just not looking good in year three. And, and then to top it off, the play calling is just, it, it's not helping him. They're not rolling him out. They're not giving him what he was good at last year. Well, it's, it, it's, it, it's bizarre. It's not that his clock is slow. It's that it's, wrong every time when it needs to be fast it's too slow when it when right. it needs to like let something develop he he pulls the trigger too fast and that could be you know over coaching and telling him to you know get rid of it get rid of it get rid of it get the ball out quickly and then he won't even wait for a guy to come open or throw the guy open because he's just worried about getting the ball out quick but like like taking his check downs is not getting the ball out quick yeah, yeah. right you know what I mean? And it's like, so it's, 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 it's both. Like he can't be fast and be slow. Like he can't let, it's like he, his feel for the game is just fucking whack. Like he has no feel for when to do the right, right. thing. And that's just, and it's not going to work at the NFL level. I guess what's really a shame too, is like, there are like, like a glimpse of it. The Mooney touchdown was a great play because he changed, he saw the blitzer. He changed the protection you know, at the line brought it, brought an extra guy in to protect the blitz and threw a nice ball to Mooney. So like, you're like, all right, you know, that is showing growth. He's understanding a concept. It was a mediocre it, throw. Yeah. I mean, it was an easy throw. It, got, it, it got the job done, but it wasn't super accurate. Yeah. I, I'm just saying like from a actual quarterbacking perspective, that was sure. like all things were right. Ball was on time, at, you know, in the decent spot. Um, But then like sometimes when things go right for him, something else in the offense breaks down and it just all, it just all snowballs from each other all the way down. Like, you know, a moment that stuck out to me in the game was um, when he, he caught the Packers in a personnel change and they had 12 men on the field. He snapped it and he was going to pull the Rogers. I, I saw it on the coaches film. Mooney was wide open and fields was cocking back to throw. But of course that was the one play that Darnell Wright got beat like a freaking drum by Rashawn Gary. He buried him. and it would have been, it would have been a touchdown easily. Like Mooney was wide open. Fields is ready to, to zing it in there. But like, the I guess my point is, is, I don't think when right things do go right, it, it you know, it's just something breaks down. Always. It's funny. Like I'm watching the all 22 right now. And that's the play that was literally just on. And like Gary doesn't even come in front of right until the ball is almost snapped. So it's like, like right. Never even saw him to be able to pick him up. So right. yeah, it wasn't a great rep, but Unfortunately, it was just like he looks 
like Wright looks inside before he even sees Gary I, and tries to and tries to push him out. Was Gary like trying to like get off the field or something? And then he got caught and he like ran back to the line. He's something like, like that caught him off guard. I think. Yeah, he was not. He wasn't. He's on. Where is he right now? Yeah, he's on the all the way on the other side of the field. Right, like by Braxton Jones running across. Yeah, and he was getting like off I said, the field. right never right never tries to step outside. He looks like he's trying to block down on the on the D tackle, and then Gary already has leverage on him, and and he still almost makes the play. Uh, but yeah, you're yeah. right. Uh, Darnell's wide open on that play. But uh, like I said, it was it was a smart play. You know, they had 12 men. He caught him. Mooney was running the right route. Like everything looked good, and then you know, just someone gets beat. Whether it's his fault or not, you know, whatever. My point is just like this snowball effect of the bit, like something is wrong on every play so bad that it's just so disjointed. That's the, it, that's it's just, the big it's, issue it's, right there, Luke. it's all bad. It is that, all bad. That's the big issue right there, Luke. And you just hit it right there is something is disjointed. It's not a consistent thing. It's not a, Hey, let's right. pinpoint this. It's every time there's someone else fucking up or there's some move, you know, like, I don't even want to talk about Chase Claypool today, but we're going to have to. But like well, well, every time right. there's some aspect of a play that gets blown up and it's like, dang, if only that player and there's like, everybody has a crucial fuck up. Like, like everybody waits till it's their turn uh, to have a crucial fuck up. Uh, I got it, Chris. Nothing. Just like two plays after that play is that Roshan truck that he just runs that safety over. That, like he did. He did get me pretty fired up. Like, he got the Bears' offense fired up. He, he hit gave... that dude so hard, like the dude rolled over and was able to make the tackle because he hit him with so much force. That was dude. His his head got knocked loose. Dude, he was so mad. He like he just he guy tried to tackle Roshan after the play because he was just so pissed off can, about it. Can we talk about the? So on the opening kickoff, what did Roshan do to get a flag? Or did they throw it on the wrong guy? I think they threw it on the wrong dude. I think it was on 43, not 23. Because I was looking. I was like, what What happened? He was just blocking the dude. He was there, but 43 like threw the guy to the ground. And I don't know who 43 even is. I think that's Noah Soul. No, he's 44. Well, anyway, Joe, uh, I guess to your point about Claypool, I kind of wanted to loop all these guys together, uh, put Claypool with some of the big – free agent acquisitions and Edmonds and Edwards. And, you know, looking at just how much money and assets the Bears spent in these guys for them to go out there and look that bad. Like really what, what, what do we have to trust in anymore? Like this talent evaluation just looks horrible. Not Ryan Poles. Definitely not Ryan Poles. It, it just, that. it looks bad for whatever reason, you know, we can say, Oh, Matt Eberflus wanted Tremaine Edmonds because that's what he wants in his whatever. But like, they just, all look so bad. There's that linebacker that they brought up this week, De- Demarcus Demarcus Gates. Demarcus Gates. Yeah. Um. I. <laughs> I. Like, I mean, is there anybody that polls has brought in? All right. So DJ, if he had. A coaching staff and a quarterback that how do you target that dude two times dude three right, if you include right, the two right, right, right. Like, like lucas you asked last week what his over under for targets was and i said seven you're like no no way no way it's got it's like 11 and it was fucking two 
Right. And then I'd be like, oh, I'd be like, oh, they threw the ball 20 times. Nope. They threw the ball 40 times. 37 (laughs) fucking times. Puka Nashua for the St. Louis Rams. 15 targets, baby. Targets. Yeah. Anyway, last pick. Now, nice on Puka, great. That's not about him. It's a point. Well, <laughs> it's not about you. <laughs> You're given a fifth round draft pick, fifteen fucking targets, and I trade the number one overall pick for DJ Moore. You gotta give him two. Now, I know that what the Rams do is independent of what we're doing, but like, it's the, like, come on, it's ridiculous. It's 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 mind blowing, and that's what gives me no confidence going forward. It's a, it's that going back to Luke's earlier to uh, earlier topic. Something always is wrong, so I, co- I I come to expect it. I just Again. come to expect somehow, some way, the Bears will fuck things up. We're gonna play the Bucks this week. We should be in a, in a ball game. No, right. we're gonna lose. No, I seriously. I just need I need to call timeout here for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're fine. And, you're and fine. I'm I, and I'm being dead serious. Dead serious. Do you guys think this is a quote unquote legacy game for Justin Fields? No, no, I do. I, I think he's got this week. And then if they go out and lose to the chiefs, which I think is granted, they're definitely going to lose to the chiefs. I'll say they have a shot versus the bucks. I'm saying if they go out there and poop the bed this week, the city is going to turn on him immediately. And I think they're already there. That's why I it's, think no. it's, it's nah, but I'm saying still, like, I think it's still split 50, 50. I, I think if he doesn't have a good week though, and they lose and then they lose to the chiefs, I think he's done. Like they're Maybe gonna... not even 50, 50. Maybe it's, it's, there's a lot of people that still believe in Justin Fields. I, I don't know. I, I'm just being serious. I, I do think the noise is going to get turned up in Chicago if they don't win this week. I, I, I agree hundred percent. I think it's brimming there. But and they're I, I going, think... they're going to Tampa. And they can't right. deal with the heat. If Tampa's smart, they're going to make fucking Chicago wear their navy blacks, and they're going to be hot as shit. They're going to be tired, not conditioned uh, at all. And the Bucks defense, I don't think. Well, you're probably right, Joe, because they didn't play enough during the preseason. Right. And nope. Bucks, they, they're Bucks, soft as fuck. And the Bucks defense is not bad. They just beat the Vikings. They now think they now know that they can do it. Plus. Uh, Flores blitzed uh, Baker every single fucking play, and Baker got the ball out super quick. So, guess what? Like, our defense isn't going to blitz him every down. He'll have all day back there. You know who will blitz us, though? Todd Bowles. That's going to be a fun defensive game plan to see how they stop our offense. There's no like, Like Joe said, I cannot pick them to win and will not pick them to win until they win two straight, and then I'll think about it. I won't that's that's no. not going to happen. That's oh, not going but- to happen, so. Back to my point, though, I you know I think this is. I don't think it's a legacy game. For I think it's sport. I think it's getting awfully close though, because I think I do think it will spiral out of control if if they lose, and I, I think Fields, you know, I I, I don't know. Listen, listen. It I feels know like we, Mitch all over again. That's what it I know. Feels we like. joked around about this in the preseason. But like legit, what happens when Tyson Bajan comes in and can move the ball like and gets his offense no problem. We cheer him on and hope he's the next Brock Purdy. Bless you, Joe. Thank you. Bless you. And bless Tyson Bajan. Welcome to Chicago Bears. But also, like, I don't want it to get to that. Like, if the Bears, no, I don't want it to get to that. I want them to know how to use Justin Fields. Yeah, that's my point. He's he's too good of an athlete for him to just suck. Like, even if he doesn't make his reads or throw the ball, 
you know, you know, downfield or whatever with anticipation, at least if they get him on the move and just like, let him play Superman ball, let him do that shit. Let him run wild, take as many hits as he wants. Like if that's how you're going to win games, you're going to have to do it that way. So everybody talked about Getty coming from like LaFleur and shit like that. Like he does not run that. That is not the same running game. There's not any outside zone. There's not much pulling going on. You have all these athletic linemen. You run screens and all this shit. But there's no stretch zones. There's no guys pulling from the middle three spots. You ha- There was enough different types of things in the Bears game that was positive that you could chunk together a couple different game plans. You know, Roshan looked fantastic when he got his spots. You had when DJ got his targets, that was great. When Justin was on the move, that was great. There were things that were positive. Unfortunately, Justin Justin cannot be a drop back passer. That's just it's just not in his thing. I mean, I I've know I know we've said this before, but like this is one of the weeks the bears have to be like, they just have to be able to pass the Buccaneers secondary is not good. It is not good at all. Like the no, bears just have to I be able to pass this game. Him. Yeah. The like, bear, they just have to be able to throw like there's no ifs, ands or buts, but they don't have to be able to throw from the pocket. They can move him. Off no, the spot. It, exactly. I'm just saying like, if they go out no, there again I mean, and put yeah. up 150 yards, you're like, all right, what the F something is, is major. Like they, they have to be able to throw versus defense. Do you think McCaskey would let Kevin Warren fire everybody like one year in? Man, I don't know. If the Bears end up in the top five again, they they really might have to consider doing that. I mean, dude, polls could easily sell them on, hey, this is the plan the whole time. We had to find out if Justin was it. Justin ain't it. He let me draft my quarterback and whatever. We'll, 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 we're, we'll, we'll win next year. Not with this coaching staff. Unless it is all Justin's fault. They, there's no you know, way. There's rumors that they just don't trust him. And that is very evident in the game plan. You don't run eight fucking wide receiver screens if you trust your quarterback to throw the ball down the That's field. That's the problem. That's he can't hit problem. the middle of the field. He can't. I, I don't know, man. I I love the kid. I I He's exciting to watch. But either the offense is so – that either they're so offensively stupid, which we saw last night they're not, Last year that they're not. Getsy has the full capabilities of changing an offense in the middle of a season to fit his quarterback. Why isn't he? Yeah, why doesn't like, why? he marry last year with his silly fucking pass game now? It, his it route concepts like, suck too. It looks like pretty much, you know, what what they were running in the preseason and just like back to a traditional passing game, which we all know. You know, it's just it's a merry-go-round of, of talking about this because it's just like there's a lot of blame to go around here for sure. But man, we need to see more out of the QB. We need to see more out of the play caller. We need to see more out of the head coach. Dude, we're getting we're getting really close to where. What else are you gonna see? What else is there to see? Like nothing. Like Lucas. Like that would be all. Oh, great point if you actually thought things were going to change yeah like we all thought that this year was going to come in and be different we saw the offense last year oh man can you imagine them mixing last year in with like a a traditional passing game that'd be cool nope Uh uh-uh and then be like oh hey could you imagine justin's in year three he's got a he's got a great number one now makes darnell a solid two 
We all thought Chase Claypool was a decent three, looked like it in preseason. And sure as shit, he doesn't know what the fuck to do with himself. Like, like nothing's changing. Nothing's going to be any different. Like everybody, oh, it's it's one week, it's one week. No, buckle up. Yeah, buckle up. You have been, if you don't know, you're too young and you don't understand how this fucking franchise works. Do you guys think Claypool's inactive next week? No. 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 He should be, but no. No. They're going to see that film and they're going to be like, well, you just got to do better, Sonny, to give us a little more effort out there. I'm giving you another shot. They said that Claypool's the type of guy that if he's not involved in the offense, that he essentially won't do the little things, which we saw that, that. That's, that sucks, right? But the fact of the matter is the guy had one target and it was a shit fucking screenplay like everybody right. else. So the, the, complete, mean, the complete irony of this too is that we spent, at least I spent all season shitting on this guy, but the one guy that you have as a wide receiver who can actually block was inactive for the game. Mm-hmm. That was smart. That was yeah. Good. Like put ESP and, out there instead of Claypool and maybe this plays, maybe Mooney doesn't get killed. And that, that would be good. You run eight wide receiver screens. And you know who's good at wearing a wide receiver screens? <laughs> Valus. Valus. Where's he? He's on the fucking bench, dude. And Man, if you were going to have this game plan, if you're going to have this game plan, you might as well just had those two an inactive Tyler Scott and fucking DJ Moore because you weren't going to throw to him. <laughs> you, I mean, DJ was, oh, we're just going to make him a decoy, whatever. I mean, I, I'm just guessing that that was their thought. Oh, we're going to get Jair Alexander out of the play. Jair sucks anyway, so we're not afraid of him. DJ smoked Jair when he was in Carolina. And whatever. Jair had, he had a few he had a few plays here too where he was open. Like I said, Fields just didn't hit him downfield. So there is only so much you can do. Well, I, I don't know. I've I have so many angry thoughts about this game. It's just I'm gonna lay I, out. Give it to us. I, I, I'm just over it. I mean, I yesterday, you know, yesterday I just really went through it about the organization and how it's just all just the same shit. It's it just the complete same shit. And like I said, my, my main thought takeaway from yesterday was the bears won't change until they get a prospect that you just can't fuck up that golden goose of a prospect that comes once in a decade. It's my main thought, Joe Gaither. Maybe this is the year. Maybe this is it. Maybe we'll get our Andrew luck. Why? So that dude, dude, Justin nope. Fields, I saw a stat the other day where the reason that Andrew Luck quit was because he got sacked like 286 times and he was tired of getting hit. You know what Justin Fields is on pace for at the same time, Luck? 291. I don't care if we get Andrew Luck Jr. It's not going to help. We're going to buck it up like Joe said. That's the thing. It's like you can give me name name your favorite all timer. Give me Elway, Marino. Give me Brady. I don't care. Name your favorite all timer. Well, it doesn't matter if they're if they're in the Chicago uniform. It'll be an ACL injury. It'll be you know some sort of you know off the field scandal. Like something will happen. Something we, will absolutely happen. It doesn't matter. So like Dan Snyder. It took Dan. It took the NFL forever. To out Dan Snyder. Is there something we could do to get 
George McCaskey. No, Yo, they're too nice. Uh, the, I the know. Freaking, we, the freaking I'm talking guy like invented. Fr- we're talking the freaking about guy invented the NFL. Frame job, massive frame job. Well, is it? Yeah, is it the you know what's that funny about that? He killed uh, George's son to take ownership for the team. So I, th- I, I was telling my wife about that. I and I don't know, I don't know enough about it. And I, as, like, when I have Google search that, I couldn't find anything on it. So I thought about that too, that Joe. But it's not like the Packers don't have more Super Bowls from back when Hallis was a baby. You know, when jo- old George was there for Super Bowl one and two. Guess who won those two motherfuckers? Not the Bears. Yeah, we're just cursed. We're just cursed to uh, to support a franchise that absolutely cursed. doesn't give a shit about winning. They they're like, oh, we're valued at five and a half billion dollars. So, could you yeah. imagine being a Jets fan yesterday, though? That's the only solace. Jets, Dude, that, that Jets is like, Browns. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. Like, imagine like what we're going through. Except your your team, like your defense is. Your defense is the balls. Like your defense is sick. Your offense finally has a quarterback, and it just snatched snatched from the jaws of victory, right from underneath you. Hey, that's he brutal. got. I don't care. Is that, that is just got brutal. Garrett Wilson the ball? That's all I need. That was the. That was all. But just like, you know, I, I'm saying all this shit about being a bear fan, and I'm just like, holy shit. Look, man, I don't want to say at least I'm not a blah 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 fan. Right. I'm a I'm a shit fucking Bears fan. It's not like like we somehow think we're better than those franchises, and we're not. We're not. Yeah. Like when it comes no, to not the, at when all. it comes to the football part of it, we're not. Yay, we throw you know galas for all the NFL owners. And we're you know we've known like the 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 hunts since you know the days when you know little little Clyde was just in diapers. But who gives a flying fuck? We suck at football. Suck. <laughs> George is an idiot. Virginia's too old to give a shit. She doesn't care about her father's legacy. They probably did murder his brother. I hope Kevin Warren just fucking steps up and just says, listen, listen bitch. You go sit Do over you think there. there's any way it happens after this year? If, if no. As bad as we think they'll be. No. If they're Fuck as bad no. as we think they'll be, you don't think they would fire them? No way. Well... How long did it take him to fire Emery? Emery and Trustman. Was that three or two years? I think Trustman was going on his third year, but yeah, it was third year. their second year there was good though, I think. And the At third least. year was like yeah, they were fourth. top they were top five out. They were a top five that, or ten offense for a the while. The Trustman thing kind of unraveled quickly because their offense was really fucking good. Yeah, it's because Mel Tucker sucks so bad. And look at look where that asshole is right now. Unemployed yeah. again. Piece of shit. Let's take Shador Sanders. Let's just have some sure. fun with it. Take Shador, and and we might actually get Dion to come with us. I was going to say, can we have Dion come coach the Bears? Yeah, I would. I would love Dion to coach the Bears because he wouldn't take anyone's shit, dude. He would shove Mark Potash in a locker. <laughs> dude, Potsy's he, great. He dude. he would tell that motherfucker to shut up. I don't care, dude. Potsy asks the hard questions. None of the other other soft ass bitches do. Dan Weeder. I need Harry yeah. Power to come with it. That dude, that dude actually will ask some tough questions. But uh, yeah. can you imagine how fun Deion Sanders would be in Chicago? Oh my gosh! Didn't he say he would never coach in the NFL? Yeah, he did. He said because the pros, he they make too much money. They're uncoachable. 
I think he would change his mind eventually. If you got his son, Shador Sanders. That would be pretty sick, wouldn't it? That would be so fun, dude. That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh Pipe dream. We'll, we'll, we'll hire, uh, we'll probably hire um, Rod Marinelli to, to come, come back and coach the Bears after Eberflus is done. <laughs> or Mel Tucker. Yeah, Mel Tucker will be his next stop, head hey. coach of Chicago. I know, I know you ain't got nothing going on, Mel. It just makes me so mad. Like you really see Mike McDaniel and you're like, you know what? You know what? That guy smoked weed. We can't hire him. That guy, that guy is, uh, that guy's too far out there for us. We, we want a conservative coach. Oh my God. Did they even interview Mike McDaniel? No, no, no they didn't. Of course not. That guy vapes. We can't have a vapor in the building. <laughs> I mean, he flat out has said he, he smokes weed. So, um, Brian Dayball is the biggest miss. I mean, like, even if he's not phenomenal, that was the biggest offensive miss. I mean, that was the pretty straightforward one. Then probably is Joe in his boxers again? Oh no, those are pants. <laughs> and then, and then I, I think I think you're right with Peterson leap. As that was uh, that that's was my number one. Yeah. I still don't. Okay, bro. Day, day, we get it. Dayball day did the same thing Eberflus did. They looked fucking horrible. They played against the top defense in the fucking league. And they scored zero points. You sure yeah. about that? That's awful. Yeah. They got embarrassed, too. Doug Peterson did not get embarrassed. Who'd they play? They played the Colts, dude. And Trevor Lawrence looks like God. They played the Colts and then they couldn't run the fucking ball. No wait. Never mind. That was the other way around. Colts couldn't run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Hold, on. Regardless, Hold on. There, there was there's better options than what we had. Yes, that's that's a fact. All right. That, well, this Iberflus is such a trustman type hire, except not quite. And it's I actually like CFL. him. Like I I don't mind him. I don't. Like no. he seems like someone that I would like to play for personally, but it's just like the whole optics and schematics of it doesn't make sense. Like he seems just, like a guy. He does seem like a guy that's not going to take any shit. Like like when he was being interviewed by Big Cat and them at the at the combine last year, he wasn't he wasn't messing with their shenanigans. He was like like no, oh, I will kick your ass. Like more or less was Iberflus's me- mentality. Well, but. He's like, I he, I don't get it. I don't know. How do we go up from here is my question. Is there any world where the Bears beat the Buccaneers? What what percent chance do you give it, Joe Gaither? And don't tell me zero because I know there's a percentage out there. Of course there's a percentage. Like, should, like you go into the season. Um, no, right you know, now. I know, what, I know. I'm setting you up, bro. Right? You go into the season and you think this is a game you should win. Absolutely. The Bucks stink, blah, 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 blah. And, like, even after this past week, it's the NFL. It's any given Sunday. It's probably it's what's the line? Let's uh, because I haven't even plus looked three. It, it was Bears. The Bears moved four points. They were favored by one point and went down to plus three. Yeah. Okay. So you're plus three. That's basically 50 50. That's basically a 50 50 game. Um, and so, yeah, you take the Bears depression glasses off. You probably have a 45 to 55 percent chance to win. But my confidence of them winning is literally zero. Is literally, and if they win on Sunday, I'll go woohoo. 42%, Lucas. 
I like it. Yeah, I was going to say around 40%. I, I Like Joe said, I think they – I don't think the Bucks are good. I think they 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 should win. I think, you know, before the year I'd be pretty confident in this. But I, I'd say about 40% chance they win. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys. You just can't trust them until we actually see what it's like when they put it together. But they didn't even look close to putting anything together last week. So uh, it's, it's gut check time, though. Is that like week one is week one in the NFL, right? That um, they they played I they played very Matt Nagy esque in the preseason, but like the Bengals do that shit, the Rams do that shit. They both start slow. Yeah, so, I mean, it could be this first week could like honestly. Exactly what you're saying, Chris. It could end up being like, oh, we're just still experimenting with stuff. Like, there, there's a, a total philosophy that, oh, we didn't really run anything that much in preseason. We wanted to be healthy, and you hear a lot of, oh, we just, a lot of week one teams look like look like shit. All our fan, I don't know how your fantasy leagues did, but all my scores were down. I mean, I won two, lost two, great, but all the scores collectively were down, uh, and so like. There's a school of thought that says in three weeks the Bears offense is clicking at a high level, but I don't believe it. I, I don't buy it. Mm-mm. It's no. just for me, it's a matter of, you know, it just looked way beyond rusty. Like they just looked flat out like like frankly, like the worst team in football. Like they look just horrible. Because, you know, we can talk about, oh, you know, Seattle started slow or, you know, the Bengals started slow. These teams made the freaking playoffs before. They've been there. They've proven it. Their quarterbacks are good. There's no worry about them, you know, not being good because we already know they're freaking good. For the Bears to have a prove it year, you know, and come out in the first game that they had months to prepare for looking like this, that's that's what makes this so drastic because they just got obliterated. Yes. Like, there was not even a glimmer of hope to take from that game. None. Absolutely none. Roshan just Johnson got... is totally a glimmer of hope. He had a I... fantastic game. I meant, like, big picture about the Bears. Oh, Just no. as a team. Like, there was nothing for me to be like, oh, you know what? This this worked well. I can't wait to see that. Like, for me, it's just throw this one in the trash heap and, and start from nothing. Start from nothing. Or take the take the game plan you had from the uh, Patriots game last year and just dump that in this week on offense. (laughs) Uh, They're not going to do that. What's your excitement level to watch this game? One to 10. Uh, Right now I would say a three. But as as Sunday comes, I know I'll be ready, Joe. And uh, like I said to you, I'm not joking. I – I think there's a lot on the line for Fields this week, and Eberflus for that matter. I, I think it is a true gut check time for him in Chicago. For Eberflus or, or Fields or both? Fields. Fields, but I think Eberflus will be shortly after. You know what, man? I wish. I, I think you're right. I wish the NFL was more um, honest. 
and they would just be like, look, we just don't believe in Justin. Like we're, we're dealing with it for now, but we fully plan to move on. <laughs> yes. I wish so too. They can't though. Cause then they're like, Oh, well they're tanking and we just can't let them do that. Why not? Plenty of teams tank. They do it all the time. Well, I'm just saying like, like the NFL, I don't think if you came out and announced you were tanking, we'll let, let you do that. Some I will say they did it for, for a whole year. They were obvious about it. Who? The Colts. We're going to suck for luck. Mm. It does seem like the, the Cardinals have made it blatantly obvious that they're, they're trying to do that. It is going to yeah. be hilarious if Caleb Williams says, I'm not playing for you. He, he straight up he straight up said that he if a certain team gets a number one pick, he'll go back to college. He didn't say who, though? No, but I kind of took from, from that the Cardinals. Damn. That's who knows if he'll actually do it, but NIL money's changing the game, man. These guys are basically making a rookie contract while they're still in college. Somewhat, yeah, yeah, but for the big guys, that, yeah. See that now, that kind of scenario could also possibly work out for the Bears if he says, Hey, I'm not playing for you guys, you got to trade the pick or something. Interesting, we're not at that point yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold off on the college QB talk for this week at least. But if Fields does not have his legacy game, then then we'll resume. It will resume. Don't f with it. Well, we spent an hour talking about the loss. I don't, I don't even know if there's much to break down in this new game because I, I honestly just haven't had energy to even watch the Buccaneers. Think about the Buccaneers. I just know they're not a great team. They're not. I like Baker Mayfield, man. Mayfield. He's a fun QB to watch. I actually do think the Bears kind of stylistically match up better with the Bucks, at least because the Bucks don't have a potent run game like the Packers do, and that is the main way to expose the Bears. So, uh, you know, it will be fun to see how the Bears' corners hold their own versus Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, though. And then, obviously, Kyler Gordon broke his hand, so we'll see oh, who's yeah, we in the slot. Uh, I think it'll be Black Blackwell. Is that his name? Yeah. Will be the slot corner. So... But why don't you think, just play, why don't you just play it with play with the club? That's what I said. The dude in Seattle didn't have a hand. He's yeah. played without a hand his whole life, though, dude. That's not you can't just be like, hey, Kyler, cut your hand off and go play. But you're not can saying play cut his club. hand off. I'm saying put it in a club. A turkey club. Can you imagine getting peanut punched with a giant club? I hate all of you. <laughs> That thing would be like that thing would be a fumble fumble causing machine, Chris. <laughs> Hit people in the head. Damn. DJ Moore. DJ Moore could have used the club when he went up to go shove Jair. I mean that that pissed me off. I mean that just was bad, bad. It was just bad. Lack of discipline. Right he flopped. Sure he did. He's a flopping machine. All right. So, what are you guys feeling for this game then? You're both taking the Bucks to win and the points. Bucks 28. Uh, yeah, Bucks. Bucks 30. Bucks 30. Bears 13. <laughs> no way, dude. Yes! <laughs> if we, if we, why not? 
Because right. Baker's going to be chucking it up. Baker's, <laughs> and my man Eddie Jackson is going to be lazy as shit again. He's going to be so bleeping lazy out there, cashing his checks, and I'm going to throw it over. They're going to throw it over. No, dude, if it's Baker's 30 to 13, down the field. Yeah, write it down. 38 13. I should have guessed that. 38 13. You're going up now? No, no. 30, 30, 30 13. Huck it, chuck it, football. That's what it's going to be. What's our total? What's our total, 41. Joe? 41. Uh, 41. And there's supposed to be light rain and wind. I mean, they just got beat by a bad football – by a supposed bad football team by 18 points at home. Now they're playing a worse football team. Yeah, on, on the road. 17-13 Buccaneers. Oh, my God. Oh, you, that's you an ugly love one. our defense. There's no way we're holding them to 17 points. <laughs> yeah, you definitely got to take that. the over. All right. I'm going to say uh, – hey, The Packers scored 31 offensive points. Like it's totally possible to allow thirteen less to the, to Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. Totally right. possible. I'm gonna say the Buccaneers win twenty seven twenty three. Oh my god! You must you, you must love our offense. Oh, you think we can score twenty three points? Track. Y'all are on track. Y'all still have some hope left in you, is what I'm hearing. You know what, Joe? For the Jesus love. Guy, you are. You don't have enough hope. Frank. No, no. Objective, straight down the middle. This team is going to be two and two and sixteen. Two, two and fifteen. Bad. I don't think they'll be that bad. I hope not. I can't take another one of those years. How? Oh, dude. I think you, you better get on the honey do list and, on, on Sundays. Get with the girlfriend, the fiance. Get with the wife and kids on Sundays. Y'all need to. Everybody just needs to schedule yourself something to do. I was just thinking I could get a lot more golf in. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. Something else that brings you actual joy and might be might bring value to your life. The Bears. I used to always think like someday this loyalty be worth it, and when the Bears win a Super Bowl, I'm just gonna be like absolute. I have no fit, no hope in that ever, ever happening, ever. Ever. It's a good time to be a Bears fan. I'm not even gonna lie to you. It's a good time to be a Bears fan. I'm not even gonna lie to you. It's a good time to be a Bears fan. These guys are so out of touch with their own reality. Uh, Play me that Jordan Love. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Jordan. I'll send you a card. I'm not even going to lie to you. Happy Father's Day to uh, all the Bears fans out there. How different is it going to be now that Aaron Rodgers is somewhere else? Uh, I wish he played one more year with uh, Green Bay, honestly. Uh, We went up there, and uh, we played a a pretty good game, you know. But uh, they got away from us at the end, obviously. And uh, they won, but their fans are really (laughs) shitty.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.